Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nick Hoffman at the Marist School. Welcome to Tales from the Social Studies Department, the podcast where the students tell you the stories that they wish were on the curriculum. Yo, what is goody, my gang? It's your boy, Peace Whizzle, a.k.a. <laughs> Palmer Scared, uh, up in the studio. I'm joined here by... Uh, uh, it's your boy, G Money, a.k.a. Griffin Lovell. Today we'll be talking about uh, the conspiracy theories of 9-11, whether it, whether it was an inside job or whether it was an actual terrorist attack. You know, up for debate, but getting started, inside job, 100%, George Bush, you know, they just want an excuse to cover up missing money and uh, have an excuse to uh, invade the Middle East for oil. What are your thoughts, Griffin? Uh, uh, I actually fully agree. I feel uh, there are some... Sus things around the collapse of the towers and uh, like like my boy over here, Peace Whistle said yes, there was a loss of a couple trillion dollars, I believe, and yeah, it was definitely a, it's a, it was just a cover up for a need for something else. Uh, yeah, agreed. Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna get things started over here uh, in case we have some special members in the audience that uh, don't know what 9/11 is. Basically, on the morning of September 11, 2001, uh, two, like, 13 hijackers, you know, don't get me wrong, my numbers, I don't think I know them, right? But, 13 hijackers, um, they, they went into some planes, took the planes, uh, two went into the north and south of the World Trade Centers, one, uh, went to the Pentagon, which was super, allegedly went to the Pentagon. Uh, that's, that's super sus. We'll get more on that later. And the fourth one, um, was believed to be destined to the White House. Um, but the passengers, uh, crashed it into a random, like, plane in Pennsylvania. Uh, to further that, uh, so we did have the three planes that hit actual buildings when we had more than three buildings collapse. Uh, and also, I, I personally believe it started us off. Uh, the one plane that was, that the, passengers regained control over that ended up crashing into a random field in Pennsylvania. I feel like that was also set up so that it wasn't just it didn't look like as Americans we didn't fight back and that it was just kind of a cover up to say that at least some people tried it wasn't just completely given away. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, kind of just like, oh, I stepped on my mic. Uh, you know, just kind of cuz if if we were to execute it flawlessly, um, you know, it would have been kind of sus. There's no shot that, you know, something that complex could be executed without any, you know, problems or whatever. And it also, it like made the White House, you know, seem like a target. Uh, and it kind of put like some like vulnerability on the president because, you know, that, that last plane was destined for the White House. It just put, it was allegedly, it just put the president in danger. It gave us a reason to fight back in the Middle East because the president was indeed threatened by a so-called plane that was destined to hit him. Yes. Um, and, you know, honestly, to, you know, get things really started here, uh, we'll, we'll start with our first topic is why and how did the World Trade Centers, the two main ones, north and south, how did they fall straight down? All right. So the, the main conspiracy here. Uh, is whether or not there were uses of explosives, and if it was a controlled demolition, we'll get more on like why, why not, all that later. Gurfan, start us off, please. Uh, so it, I believe it was a controlled demolition because uh, the second plane that did indeed hit the what was it, the South Tower, 
Uh, it did hit the a direct corner of the tower. Uh, not much debris flew out of the side, so you know, corner's kind of the thinner part. Uh, and uh, we believe it was a controlled demolition because while it hit the corner, the tower, in theory, should have fallen over to the side of that one cor on that weak corner, but it fell straight down. Yeah. So basically, the um, so the the pro non demolitioners, uh, their main argument, or the the pro demolitioners, their main argument is that um, let's see, uh, that jet fuel can't melt the steel beams. Which is the main argument as to why the towers fell or how they fell. Because uh, when the planes flew into the buildings, their 80,000 ga 80, gallons of jet fuel ignited and proceeded to burn uh, and melt the steel beams. Which in turn caused the, uh, the frame of the towers to collapse in on itself and therefore collapse down. The only problem is that uh, jet fuel burns between 800 and 1500 degrees Fahrenheit and steel beams uh, and steel melts at 2750 degrees Fahrenheit. Jet fuel and, and fire doesn't specifically burn to the point where it melts steel. Yeah, so some background here on uh, WT7, which is basically, other than the fact that the towers collapsed all funky, uh, that's like the main point that uh, people have made as to why they think 9-11 is an inside job. That's because, well, first first things off, the World Trade Center, it's it's not just those two buildings. It's a whole complex. I believe there's eight buildings in total, but it was basically North Tower, South Tower, and then World Trade Tower 7, which is about 40 stories tall. I mean, it is not nearly as tall as the Twin Towers, but it was, the, I think, it was the third largest building in the complex, and it still had, um, like, important duties. Duty! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like him. Okay, whatever. Um, and then the the main argument uh, given to us by like the government, news reporters, whatever, uh, the higher positions, is that they collapsed because of a raging fire inside of the building. Um, which a doesn't make sense because. How, how did the fire get there in the first place? It, it, it's, it's more than 200 feet away from the buildings. And yes, the, the impact of the planes would have launched burning debris down from the hundred of stories, and it very well could have reached uh, World WT7. But how would it have ignited something inside of the building, especially on the bottom floors? Because there's no way a fire from the top could collapse the building from the bottom down. That just doesn't make sense. And um, A, this is a large building. There are many videos of uh, WT7, WTC7 going down, and it shows it just flattening out. It looks exactly like a controlled demolition we'd see on YouTube. It was super sus, and the main, again, the main argument was fire. However, you look in the windows, at, at, like at the time of the collapse, you don't see any signs of burning. Um, and I'll let my co-star Griffin here explain um, some, some flashes and a news report. On this. Uh, so there was indeed a news report and video evidence of when you're watch right before the tower falls and you're watching it. Uh, there was it just looked regular. There was nothing. There's no flashing lights in the tower until for a split second you see a flash of just light and white, just like it was an explosion, and you and it, then it just collapsed. It started. It happened all around the building. And another thing we found suspicious was that. Uh, the sprinklers were not used because there was a water main break to that tower specifically to the point where they couldn't use the sprinklers. 
Yeah, and so. um, uh, basically there are there are over a hundred you know main pillars and support beams that um that were holding that building up, and basically a, at least forty percent of those. Um, had to have collapsed in order for the building to even fall remotely like how it fell. Um, and there's a video on TikTok, so we can't really cite it, but of just little flashes going off. And it basically went off in the, in the pattern of, um, of the beams of the building. And then a couple seconds later, it just flattens out on itself. Um, and then... Uh, and, so, and some arguments against that would be that they they were like fire alarms, you know, walking out of the building, you see the flashes. However, they were they were not uniform at all. One would flash, the other would flash, the other one wouldn't flash again. It was just it was just repeating throughout the building, and and not in a uh, specific order, which would lead me to believe that there are explosions. Uh, there, many arguments against this was that. Uh, the reason that people don't think it was a controlled demolition is because their main argument was that uh, you would have heard the explosions uh, because, I mean, explosions, as you would know, as everybody knows, are pretty loud, just to say the least. But another thing you have to take in is people said they didn't hear the boom, but also this happened right around the collapse of the twin towers which would have caused a lot of confusion a lot of sound a lot of just commotion that it would have been harder to hear it and also what you have to take into consideration is that the twin towers they are kind of a square prism they're really tall but they're pretty symmetrical on each side but the difference between them they would i would understand if they were to fall right on each other because it's kind of a thinner – it just seems just like a column, but the thing with WTC7 is that it was a triangular prism, so it was much wide. It was much longer than it was wider, which would not make sense for it to fall straight down because it's it has more – its weight dispersed out more for it to all collapse at once. Uh, all of the – all of the weight in the Twin Towers was built up on each other because it was just a really high tower, whether uh, besides the fact that WTC was very stretched out and it, ha and it covered a bigger surface area in comparison to the weight distribution on the North and South Tower. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, take a look at that, please. Um... Going back to the the collapse of the uh, North and uh, South Towers, one of the things that I don't believe about the controlled demolitioners are is that like um, with the videos of the um, with videos of the towers collapsing, you can see plumes of smoke billowing out from the windows um, that were multiple floors. Or stories below where the tower was collapsing, and people think, "Oh, yeah, those are those are the explosives. That's why it was uh, falling." However, that is um, a phenomenon known as pancaking, where um, where basically as as a building collapses, it doesn't collapse um, from it collapses floor to floor to floor to floor to floor before the before the outside walls collapse in on itself because there's no support kind of keeping them together and that would send and that could send um smoke and debris out even stories below where you can see the collapse happening 
So that would lead me to believe that there was it was a controlled demolition in another way, not just you know bombs planted, bombs and like thermites planted on on the uh, outside of each floor. All right, now now that we've kind of given our opinion on that because the, it's the probably the biggest conspiracy theory about that 9/11 that's fact that it's people think it's an inside job was the controlled demolition but there was also something else that was really caught people's eye was the destruction of the pentagon with the plane that hit the pentagon because i mean everybody says it is but there was all the video cameras happened to be turned off at that specific point and with the size of the plane that people think or that was supposedly hit the pentagon did not leave an, a size sizable enough hole in the side of the Pentagon wall, nor causing enough damage. Yeah, so basically the side, the, the hole in the Pentagon is um, about 65 feet across and 75 feet um, tall. And the, um, the, the size of a 757, which is the plane that hit the, hit the building, is 120 uh, feet um, across and uh, from nose to tail and 155 feet across and you know i'm no mathematician but uh the math ain't math and the numbers aren't adding up how how does a 155 feet plane end up making a 60 70 foot indent in a building um that just doesn't make sense and the the main argument again is that the plane it it swung to the side it was it was angled going in and one of the wings dragged on the ground and broke off before it actually hit the building but i i don't see where where the, i don't see the wing or the indent in the ground where uh, a uh, a 257 that size going that fast would easily make make a, a a large indentation in the ground picking up dirt and rubble as it as it cut through so that in itself is super sus. But the, the main conspiracy about why the Pentagon was even targeted in these attacks is because they're um, – allegedly there, – there, there's not much proof of this, but allegedly $2.3 trillion were misplaced. They, it just vanished, went missing. We don't know where it went, where it went to, why, why it went missing. And directly where the evidence – of uh of the, this money missing was directly where the plane hit so it, that is basically the main reason as to why um the, the pentagon was targeted and why 9-11 was an inside job it was just to cover up what the government did and one last thing about like the hole and uh in the pentagon is that if you look up an image of of the hole in the pentagon you can see on the left side that the, that the wall is almost completely intact. Like, it's completely straight across. It, it could easily look like just a bomb went off. It just collapsed. It looks like somebody cut it with a knife. It's basically straight down. And also, you don't – in the picture in the pictures of the Pentagon, you see no uh, remnants of any type of plane, which if you, if you have a plane that hits – I mean a billet like the Pentagon – You'd at least see the tail of the plane because at impact, the plane would slow down drastically, and then you would you'd probably see the pl the tail of the plane wouldn't be intact, but you'd still be able to see part of it, which in in our in the pictures that you see there's no plane there, and also I also believe that it was they hit the Pentagon was to provoke Pentagon is for 
very it's very secretive place. I mean, not really secretive, but a lot of government and top secret things go down there, military and whatever. I think it was also just to try to provoke. It was try to, to try to provoke our military, but and to impact them directly. Even though I believe that it was our military that designed it, or our higher ups that designed the attack, so that it would look like that uh, the Taliban and Al Qaeda attacked our military personally, so it would be a stronger influence to start a war in the Middle East. Yeah, and uh, another thing about that is that you can. There are actually there are very few pictures, but you can see a tail of a plane um, in a few. Not not in this specific one we're looking at right now. But uh, allegedly there there was a uh, tail of a plane there, uh, as seen by um, a few of the the witnesses, and no one actually saw this event firsthand. But apparently, this plane tail, perfectly intact, my it didn't match the, like the plane model and was just kind of sitting there. And uh, the theory to that is that they just planted that there to make it look like a plane hit it, and and it wasn't just a bomb. It doesn't really make sense because four planes were hijacked. It, 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 it's all just a bunch of information just used to trick you. But last thing is why why it wasn't a plane is because if you if you look up an image, um, you can first of all see the flat wall, which doesn't make sense, and then you can see you can see a wooden desk and and even a few like books and papers lying around like inside that wall, and the uh, the plane that hit it allegedly was due for. Um, you know, transatlantic travel, trans-Pacific travel, not good with the oceans. Um, but it was it, it had just filled up, which means it would have had eighty-five thousand gallons of jet fuel in it. And the main argument as to why the twin towers collapsed is because they had something between fifty thousand, sixty thousand gallons of jet fuel, and that that ignited, and that's what made them collapse. It was the intense heat from the um the jet fuel melting the beams. However, if um 20,000 more gallons were um, poured into the Pentagon. Why, why is there no signs of fire? Because, you know, if it was burning at 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, you would see burn marks on the desk. You know, those desks would be gone. Books would be gone. Uh, everything looked like just a just slice of cake. Nothing happened. There would be more remnants of a fire than just some flames kind of here and there. If it was sixty to eighty thousand gallons of jet fuel, that would be there would be an in, insane amount of fire because, as you know, fuel is very reactive and is very flammable. You'd see just billows of smoke coming up from it. Uh, but there really, I mean, there are. There's still, I mean, there's still smoke and there's still fire and everything. But from the extent of how much jet fuel was in the plane, if it were to travel across the Atlantic Ocean, you would see so much more. Yeah, and um, our, another point. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. <sighs> Wait, hold on. I... Oh, yeah, there we go. Now it's marked. All right, cool. Oh. Yeah, there it's marked. And, um... I mean that that is all super sus. The the reason why they blamed a plane to doing that, we we don't really know because we the main reason is because they wanted to get rid of evidence that would uh, prove them to have misplaced 2.3 trillion dollars in cash. But 
I don't know. Government's weird. Super sus. We got to vote him out. But another thing is uh, we all know Jeffrey Epstein. You know, uh, he he's a he's a known pedophile. Uh, he has Kitty Island, and uh, he recently became a meme. Um, but he he's known for having friends in super high up positions. You know, Trump has been to his island. Uh, I believe Obama and so many other government officials have been over that he's friends with them. Been on trips, been on this jet. Uh, they're all they're all good boys. And um, when he was arrested and his um, he arrested for you know all this all his issues, uh, they found a picture of George W. Bush, who was the president at the time of the uh, these attacks, um, kneeling on the ground or crisscross applesauce on the ground in the Oval Office, um, playing with two fallen Jenga towers with uh, two paper airplanes. One, the left Jenga tower completely collapsed with a, a paper airplane in it, and the other one, um, he still has it in his hand, about to collapse it. Uh, and with Jeffrey Epstein and being friends and close with a bunch of government officials, this would lead me to believe that he knew something we didn't, decided to buy some art, portray it, and uh, you know that's another super sus thing. Inside job, you already know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it was, a, I mean, it is a really strange picture. It's not a direct picture of him, but it is painted and you don't, if you're, I guess, no, you, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein was not a mentally okay person, but you also don't, if that was before, if that was a, a reference to not, you don't really do that unless it actually happened of a president playing with two paper airplanes with two Jenga towers falling. It's kind of strange that it is not one, but it is the second Jenga tower. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and then another point we want to get across to you. The cash? Yeah, so uh, there have been ma many conspiracy theories of folding U.S. dollar bills, one, five, ten, twenty, fifty, and a hundred dollar bills. If you fold them in a specific way, it shows the start of the twin towers them at their highest point and as you fold them as you get as it higher in the amount of cash you have for the bill uh it shows the twin towers getting smaller and smaller as if the or the supposedly towers getting smaller and smaller as they collapse once you get higher in the range of dollar bills and it's it's like perfectly accurate. Um, one tower starts smoking, then the next bill, uh, the other tower starts smoking. First tower has a bigger plume of smoke, and then it keeps just progressing until one tower is just completely gone. The other one's still plume of smoke, and then by the time you get to 100, both gone. You can see the two, like you can see the beams basically. And um, before you go, oh, those dollar bills are made before it. False. The specific ones we're talking about, um, most of them, not the one dollar bill, which is the most skeptical one because it's kind of, it doesn't portray it the best, but it's still kind of there. Um, but the five, ten, twenty, fifty, and one hundred dollar bills were all minted in about two thousand four, two thousand five, some a little later than that, which would mean that it was they were made after two thousand one, after the attacks, and would make sure that it wasn't just a coincidence. That it said that, but also that raises the question as to why they would like admit why they would put that in money, which would basically like tie a conspiracy back to them. Doesn't make sense. But. I mean, it would be weird if I've heard some things that it's that if people do admit to it, that it could be somewhat of a memorial for it. But if you're gonna commemorate 9/11 and put it on dollar bill, you'd probably 
if it was uh, minted after, you'd make it very evident that it was a memorial. So it's very strange that it's kind of just hinting at something and that it is not directly betrayed, but it is very evident that there is some kind of correlation between the the dollar bills because like my like Palmer said it's one one tower starts smoking the other one does one tower starts smoking a lot the other one is about halfway collapsed and then one is gone the second one's about halfway collapsed i mean it is it is a direct correlation on how the twin towers fell which is very strange to do that even if it's very it's nowhere near likely that somebody would just put that in a dollar bill and not have and that's just like the strangest thing that as you go up in dollar bills is it's, it's a different picture every time yeah i mean those are pretty much our our main arguments here as to why it's an inside job and we'll we'll try to finish it off by uh just kind of talking giving our um uh giving our opinions on um like giving our own personal opinions on what happened um, I'll just kind of go first, and uh, we can. And I'll just start by why the twin towers, and why did it even happen in the first place? Why the twin towers? Why the Pentagon? Why? Why even do this? And my my theory is that twin towers were basically, besides you know the Golden Gate Bridge, Statue of Liberty. And New York in itself was a staple of American identity. It was the most prominent like city we had in America, most well-known city uh, that people outside of America knew of. And the Twin Towers, one of those prominent buildings there, they were they were the identity of New Yorkers. That wasn't uh, the Statue of Liberty. They, yeah, that wasn't the Statue of Liberty. And um, my theory is that they did that to basically – create a sense of like a personal attack with all Americans which would motivate them even more to to be on Bush's side when he de- decided to invade um the Middle East which you know I assume to be for uh, oil for you know economic prosperity and all that good stuff uh and then talk about the third plane that hit the Pentagon uh I believe in the fact that they used it to try and hide them misplacing trillions of dollars worth of money um, none of the facts they said they they said about it add up. Uh, it doesn't. It's super dodgy. They say a plane hit it. Doesn't look like a plane hit it. But why would they lie about that if a hijacker already took the plane allegedly? Um, and then the fourth plane that was destined to hit the White House again, I believe that it was used to basically scare Americans into into thinking that it was a personal attack because White House, you know, President lives. That is the heart. Of our country, right there. If that gets attacked, that's gonna that's gonna piss us off. So, that's those are my theories as to why this happened. But we'll get Gerfon's opinion. Uh, I fully agree with the uh, the statement of personally attacking Americans uh, because I feel like the Twin Towers that attack was to indeed uh, kind of attack the identity of Americans in America, and then the attack on the Pentagon was uh the attack on the pentagon was kind of to scare the kind of a shot at a shot as we would say at the military because uh it's very i mean i think it's very obvious that there was no plane that actually hit but it was to provoke different 
uh, aspects of our country, and that I feel uh, the reason I believe that it did not hit the that the one plane that was supposed to hit the most you'd think the to hit the most important spot. I guess to be the hit the to hit the White House, the like this the destination that's the most sought after if you were a terrorist to hit was the only one that didn't actually connect, and that it was to protect the White House. And uh, while the president wasn't, I don't believe he was there. It would still, I feel like the if you were to damage the White House, that is that's I mean the whole thing is just completely terrible. But that's like like way too far in terrorist minds and if if it was an inside job that'd be way too far to hit the white house because it was planned by the united states uh so i mean it was just kind of to protect it and the most important spot wasn't hit uh i mean there's a bunch of things surrounding it the third tower that did fall that was never directly in contact it was looked exactly like a controlled demolition It, it was it was a completely inside job. I'd put money on it. Yeah. Uh, one thing uh, I want to add that I don't think we addressed, which is very important uh, to the collapse of uh, WT7, WTC7, uh, and that is that there was an interview – not an interview, a live news broadcast going on um, that featured – that had a woman standing in a building, uh, and it featured the, the very top, like the top probably 15 floors of WTC7. And um, the two towers, and what you could see is she announced the the collapse of WTC7 um, before it even collapsed, and then moments later, um, it, it, you could visually see it collapse behind her as it just plummeted to the ground in the most super sus suspect among us imposter way. Um, I hate him so much, uh, but yeah, I mean that pretty much wraps up our podcast we covered pretty much every point we wanted to hit oh false um one thing that really pisses me off okay um is the is the fact that i sort of got if you any teacher when 9-11 runs around teacher will be like uh do you have any family members that that were like tied to these attacks guarantee you 70 percent of the room will say um you know my uncle lives in new york uh, but he decided to skip work that day. Oh, he he, he slept late. He missed work. I, I, there were only a couple thousand people working uh, in the World Trade Centers at the time, and I can guarantee you not everyone was there at 9 a.m. How? And all the way in Atlanta, Georgia, does thousands of people have family members that decide to skip work that day or whatever? I'm just calling some bullshit. On that, all right, and that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, I agree. I feel like every every single person, their moms, their dads, their fucking dogs, <laughs> have a story about how oh my uncle was supposed to be in the buildings, but he had a headache or he slept in. Uh, reportedly, there was a decent amount of celebrities that were told not to be close to the twin towers or be in New York that day. Uh, there was a bunch of celebrities that supposedly missed the. There's one or two celebrities that were supposedly missed the flight. Uh, and the fl- that was the flight that did hit either hit the Pentagon, crashed, or that went down that day. If every single person has some type of BS story on how that they have somebody close to them that didn't get on a plane. That, that's no, that's there was so many. Yeah, no, it's completely bull honky. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that really doesn't really tie back to our you know inside job thing, but 
does tie back to the overall theme of 9-11 and conspiracies. Yeah, just it's just annoying. But, I mean, I think that wraps it up uh, pretty much. You know, uh, make sure to subscribe, hit the notification, like this video, um, you know, leave, beep, beep. leave a comment down below uh, on what you what you think of this, you know, what your opinions are, inside job or not, you know, opinions on on WTC7, the Pentagon, all that sus stuff. Your mom. Yeah, your mom. Yeah, you already know. All right. It's your boy, Peace Wizard, signing out. I'll catch you later. It's your boy, G-Money, signing out. See ya. Aww. Tales from the Social Studies Department is a podcast of the Marist Podcasting Experiment and executive produced by Dr. Nick Hoffman. All views expressed herein are the views of the podcaster and not of Marist School, Dr. Hoffman, or the Social Studies Department at Marist School. Thank you.